Hey, friends. It's good to see you again. <laughs> I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's, Let's start, start the show. show. Mm. Episode number 36, coming in hot. 36, coming at you. Let's start that show. Woo, woo, woo. I, I heard some kind of like rap music when I said coming in hot. You were listening to hip hop earlier. Yeah, I was listening to Instagram reels. Like right when you walked into the house, that's mm-hmm. what I was. I was just like mindlessly scrolling, trying to get an idea for how to become popular. Like yeah. how, how how are we going to do it? Yeah, like Insta famous. Like basically, what dance do we got to come up with? Mm-hmm. And then I could come up with some silly song. Yep. Okay, let's just do it. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta we gotta finish this podcast first. Okay, and and I I have oh dang it right before you hit record I was like oh I want to just share this quick little thing, and I oh yeah okay here it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I shared on the last podcast that um, I get, like my dryer went out and my dishwasher went out. Oh yeah, my daughter's car got egged like all within like a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Well, because of that, my wife has asked me to re-hook up. We kind of had this like ring doorbell camera thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just been out there for me, like just like people see that there's a camera there, right? Yeah. Like like security system. Before, we had some things going on in our old neighborhood and and with different uh, foster children we had living with us, and I kind of needed it to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but like since then, I really haven't. But then the car got egged, <laughs> and we couldn't go back and like look and see like, like who did it? Not that it really matters because egg washes off, you know? Yeah. Um, but she had me hook it back up. And uh, we were we were having lunch today at Five Guys. And we both, unbeknownst to each other, for the first time since we hooked it back up, opened up the app. And so we were both Whoa. like looking at it on our phone while we're waiting for our food. And at that exact <laughs> yeah. moment, one of my daughters had accidentally like two dogs got out of the house. <laughs> and so we could see her like running up and down the street after the dogs. And it was awesome. It was really awesome to watch her like chase down the dogs and try to get them and bring them back. But she got them both. Uh, so my dog, Ruth, the black one, um, she was just laying down right here. She doesn't run away. But this one you're looking at right here, River, um, she will run anytime she gets. And then Bailey... Our, our hound, our basset hound, um, tries to be sneaky and, and run off as well. And it's almost like they don't like us. <laughs> we're just, you're yeah. trapping them. Yeah, we're trapping them here. But Ruth, my black lab, like she loves being here. And if she ever like had that opportunity to get out, she'd probably just go and like, like lay in the front lawn, you know, and just like be in the sun. She wouldn't go anywhere. Well, I mean, that's kind of like a perfect segue into our topic of the day, which is maybe these dogs just want to go on a road trip. Yeah, yeah. Dogs just want to go on a road trip. Um, we wanted we wanted to, to share cool stories of our past with all of you amazing listeners. And today's theme is road trips. Who doesn't like a good road trip? Road trips. And you have one like fresh in your brain right now. And I think as you tell this story, I'll, I'll have some questions for you, but also it'll help me. I, I've been on a, a bunch of road trips, so it kind of helped me like narrow down which one I want to talk about today. Fair enough. So the one I want to talk about is, uh, it was way back when I was in the Marines and I, I had a sport bike 
but it what, was what year are we talking here? Mm, I'd call roughly, it probably roughly. 2002. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm thinking I'm. I must have been. Tw- gosh, yeah, like 21. Yep. Um, so 21, 22 ish. Let's say um, I have this SV650. So it's uh, you know a six. If you know anything about 650 cc's. Yeah. So not a not a huge 1200 or 1300 or 1800, but a very known to be a very peppy peppy little sport bike that's mm-hmm. good good for uh, they call them street fighters because they're good uh, they can get up to speed very quickly and they've got a lot of low end you know torque mm-hmm. um, and so the one I had was the it was called the sport tourer it was like the SV six feet it's a sport touring bike because you, you weren't leaned all the way over just slightly over mm-hmm. and so I thought uh, one day I was watching the um, I was getting real sick of being in the military and seeing the co- the color of camouflage, which which, right. which becomes a color after yeah. a while. Yeah, um, and I was like, I gotta, I don't want to see these haircuts anymore. I just want to go on a road trip, so I'm just gonna take two weeks off. And I had no plans. I even like, I, I, I even had this idea. I remember at like it was like 3 p.m. Like I had been awake all day. I had ridden, hadn't really had this plan to go any place. And then it just kind of, I think. Maybe someone called me and was just like, hey, if, well, if you got two weeks off, why don't you come up and say what's up? And they were up near that way. And I was like, yeah, cool idea. And I just get on my bike, you know, get a backpack full of stuff, uh, grab a useless uh, CD Walkman <laughs> because a bike vibrates and it's not going to yeah, work. So yeah, yeah. It worked for like the right as I was getting on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, nope. And I was like, okay, well. This is going to be a boring. You're just trapped in your thoughts, like you're the only entertainment. Yeah. Your 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 thoughts. And I didn't have a very good helmet, so the, so I. You, you told me right before the recording where you were going, but I, I'm not sure you've mentioned it now. Where, where were you headed? So I was stationed in Oceanside, California. So that's a little I don't know, 30, 40 miles north of San Diego in California. So we're thinking Southern California, okay. and my um, destination was um, Seattle. Mm. I wanted to go back because I'm from just across the sound from Seattle. So I was like, oh, I'll go visit my stomping grounds and have a fun time in Seattle with my two weeks. Yeah. And then, um, gosh, so like a fool, I decided to embark on this at like at 5 p.m. I did. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And I was like, no worries. I'll just drive. And what, what time of year are we talking? Mm. Like build this scene for me. Uh, so we're talking September. Okay. So, All right. But on that, on, on, you know, Montana, September, you don't want to take the chance of kind of taking a bike. No. It's about the end of the bike season is yeah. August, maybe. And then maybe kind of, September. But over there, like you're, you're talking 70s, maybe right. a little bit of rain. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It was, it was, it was yeah. beautiful until I got to, um, where was I? It was Northern California. I got mm-hmm. stuck in a place called Mount Shasta and it was up in the mountains. So a higher elevation. Yeah. Um, we're near Oregon now in this time in this. So you're thinking, uh, so you're looking at like just forests, just regular old green forests. Is that anywhere near where like redwoods are? Must've been. Yeah. I, I don't okay. remember. But if you know where um, Mount Shasta is, you can, it must've been on the, I think I was on the, either the, I think I was on the five, five or the 15. Mm-hmm. It, on, for a lot of the ride, I remember thinking, hmm, I, I chose the most boring one because I was on the grapevine and I saw a lot of semis there and just a lot of open farmland and just alone with my thoughts and the sound of an engine going. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then every time a, a semi goes by, you kind of do this little shimmy, like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And after like, um, I don't know, like 20 hours of driving, that shimmy is, it, 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 how can I say this? It makes part of your body pucker <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in a way. Watertight. Just, ooh, oh yeah. gosh. I think, I think one of my friends used to say making diamonds. Yes. Right. I bet you could. Yep. Um, and so I remember all I could do is I started to sing to myself. I started to sing show tunes mm-hmm. and, and that, and that just took my mind off of how <laughs> terrible this ride was. Mm-hmm. And it, it seemed to help a little bit, you know, because I was, dry. and so anyways, I stop at this uh, rest stop because I realized that it's so cold now that I can't go on my, <laughs> I can't. And I had this really cool, safe, uh, racing jacket. And for a racing jacket, usually you would race on a hot, nice day. Yeah. And yeah. so you're going to have lots of ventilation. And mm-hmm. so this nice armored looking, um, leather it's, it's jacket. For like when you get in a wreck, like it, right. it falls apart. So your skin doesn't peel off. Yeah. And yeah. it's very, it's thick leather. You feel very safe. Um, but it's, it's also very perforated. Like it yep. very like the the quality of Swiss cheese, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so the air went right through it, and so I was I realized I was getting hypothermia like while sitting up on my on my motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, okay, well I'm not going to be able to sustain this for very much longer, and the sun's going down, just getting colder and colder, and the it's dark, and we're going through like elevation changes and lots of sharp turns and traffic and i was feeling like oh my gosh and there's nothing for miles like there's no lights i'm just in this forest area like in the the mountainous woods at a rest stop Mm -hmm. trying not to die oh and the other you you had left at five at night Mm -hmm. have you been driving like constantly or you had made a stop and then drove all day or no i've made a couple stops at this point so one of the stops was at a hotel where i stupidly i think i like I, I pulled over at like 5 a.m. And then checkout was like at 11 or something. <laughs> oh, and it wasn't an hourly one. No, no, yeah. nothing like that. So I remember yeah. doing some dumb stuff like that and then just kind of catching naps places, you know. Mm-hmm. And then so by this point, I am haggard. I'm like, I'm very, very tired. So we're on our second day of travel, mm-hmm. let's say the second night. Um, and I go to a just a rest stop, like one of these big rest stops. And I'm like, I have no choice. I've got no more energy left. I can't go on. And the only thing I have at this point is one of these MapQuest printed out yeah. maps of right. like generally where you need to go. Yep. Yep. And you need to pay attention. Much, much. This was before cell phones could yeah. do everything for you. Yeah. So I had no idea where the next town was going to be. None. And so I pull over. And that night, I remember nearly dying of hypothermia because I didn't bring anything with me. I brought like, like a two, two or three t-shirts and like a sweatshirt and like yeah. an extra pair of jeans. Like I was a young man, you know what I mean? You of know, of voting age. Do you remember when you could <laughs> when you made decisions like that and oh, you could yeah. still vote? Oh yeah, and pe- yeah. people had to give you respect and listen to you yeah. still. Yeah, you're an adult. You can make choices. You can you can buy a house, and you you left for a essentially like two or three north to south trip. across the country across right the country. north south to north with virtually no weather protection yeah with with and and of any kind not really knowing where you're going right or where you're at exactly yeah okay um so i'm did I'm, you so you slept at the rest stop 
Yeah, so there I am trying to sleep at the rest stop. I'm like freezing. I'm like, okay, well, I do. I go and I um, I find the hand warmer and I put my, my neck part of my shirt up to the hand warmer that you can turn and then you put it on and then it like warms you up. Yeah, yeah. and then I yeah. went and did like a little jogging out in the dark forest, you know? Like <laughs> I remember that it was a very kind of a creepy scene. I was like, this is where I die, huh? Especially in your rest stops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's a ton of people there parked. So I was like, okay, well, it's not like just me and a seedy looking van in a, in a truck or whatever mm-hmm. um you know so there was it looked like big you know like a big RV, um suvs full of kids i saw you know getting in and out and you know using the restroom so i was like feeling well, okay this is okay i guess but i was freezing and the only place to sleep when you're on a motorcycle is either the ground or the, the cement table yeah and so i was trying the cement table i guess because i don't i don't know why and um i tried to fit like my extra socks on my head you know <laughs> as like a beanie yeah. Yeah. and all I could figure out was just to look at my extra boxers on my head. So if you can, <laughs> if you can picture me putting like two pairs of box, like just really thin yeah. boxers yeah. on my head and then putting yeah. back on my helmet yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then my everything that I own, you know, and just mm-hmm. trying to like roll up my, my uh, backpack as a pillow. That's the scene. And then every hour on the hour, cause I do fall asleep and then I wake up just, freezing you know yeah yeah. (laughs) i wake up i go back to the bathroom i um put my shirt up to the to my blow dryer blow dryer it warms me up for a couple seconds i'm alive again i feel like i'm gonna survive and i try to go get a couple more winks you know at some point in the night a nice gentleman comes up to me not to offer me a blanket or anything like that but he he said hey man you seem kind of kind of cold out here and like you're kind of like you're having a rough night um can i offer you some of this crystal meth this could keep, I mean, it keeps me warm as warm as can be. Yeah. Ah, excellent. I, I feel no pain. And I'm yeah. like, I was like, oh man, sir, you know, in any other circumstance, <laughs> I just happen to be in the military right now. And yeah. so I yeah. really appreciate that, but I'm going to have to just, yeah, no thanks. Can't sir. be, can't be peeing hot when you get back. Can't be. And plus, you know, I don't want to, that stuff is kind of dangerous. I hear. Not <laughs> so, even once. Not even not once. Even once. Yeah. And so finally the sun comes up. I hop on my bike. It starts because I'm thinking this thing better start. Um, I go over just like the next little hill. It's like 30 feet away, (laughs) maybe. And I can see like the whole valley and like a Burger King and a hotel. (laughs) Like right right down the street. (laughs) Oh, man. Like what? Oh, my God. I went in there and I remember I've never eaten these since ever. Like I don't I don't eat breakfast at fast food places. Yeah. But I remember eating the most delicious like waffle sticks I've ever at, at Burger King. At Burger King, I yep. went in there. I nearly cried when he gave them to me, and I was like, "Can I? <laughs> can I sit in one of your soft booths, sir?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, you can even have the corner one, you know." And I'm yeah. like, "Thank you." And I sat, and I remember they were the most delicious and warm, and just yeah. I don't think I've had a better breakfast since. Yep. You yep. Know, like those waffles. I don't even know if that's a thing. Waffle stick. I don't even know what I was eating. Uh, the they had um, French. Toast sticks around no, that, around must that have point. Been I, I had worked there a few okay. years prior to that, but okay. um, yeah, it was French toast sticks. Some sort of stick that yeah. I would have dipped in a syrup. Yep, in and, syrup. And then I would have been like having some of the, you know, generic Folgers or Maxwell House style coffee that mm-hmm. tasted like the finest Italian espresso at that point. I was like, this is, <laughs> right. this is amazing. 
And so that, um, I learned a lot about myself on that trip. You know, I learned how to pack for a trip, Mm -hmm. you know, I learned, um, maybe plan a trip longer than a couple hours. Sleep is important. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Maybe on your map quest, you should have like planned out like this day, I'm going to drive this six hours and, and stop here and maybe shop for a few little snacky poos at this Walmart. Yeah. Oh, and I learned that, um, Motorcycles are a pain in the butt to gas up on long trips because like, they, I mean, because most, I didn't realize this, but most motorcycles don't have gas gauges. So you just have to do the math. Like you just know generally that your tank will allow you to go 120 miles, let's say. So to be safe, you gas up every 100 miles, which is, you know. That's a, that's a lot of gassing up. I mean, when you're going like 1500 miles yeah you gotta do it like 15 times i mean yeah yeah i didn't i didn't realize that because you see people doing cross-country trips all the time on on bikes there there was just a thing a couple months ago here in great falls we were like a stopping point for like this bmw oh yeah those are country thing those are actually touring bikes though yeah those are ones that you can actually tour on (laughs) those look comfortable you know like and they have little boxes on the side to like keep stuff in and now like like, they have like bluetooth that goes into the Mm -hmm. the helmets and there's like there's like heated heated uh handles yeah there's probably cruise control of some sort now there is absolutely. yeah and you don't have to like hold your hand in this perfect position so did you make it to seattle no, I stopped in uh, Vancouver, I think. <laughs> I had some friends in Vancouver, Washington. But yeah. I did make it to Washington, and I was like, done. <laughs> Woo! And like, then oh. you rode the bike all the way back. No, no. Um, that was that was half, a, half of the point of the trip, because he had had my, um, I had a 78 Ford Ranchero oh. up there. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, maybe I could ride it up there. And then uh, on my way back down, but I never got any farther. I just stopped. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just put the motorcycle in the back of this, you know, El Camino looking. Yeah, it's a, an El Camino kind of thing. It's, it's like a, a car with a truck bed. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that worked out perfectly. Almost too, I mean, it was like, I couldn't have fit any bigger of a bike in there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Like you like, almost had to let out a little tire pressure yeah, to fit it in again maybe i should have like measured first <laughs> you learn so many things yeah. when, you, when you turn like anything above 21 yeah <clears throat> most years after 18 you seem to learn like a million things a million things yeah and then you look back at, in your 40s now as i'm doing right now yeah and i'm thinking how did i stay alive this long like what mm-hmm. i I was watching a, a motorcycle race, and in during the race, it was raining, and they were ra- you know racing sport bikes and leaning over and still and dragging their knees. And I thought to myself, "Oh, well, if they can ride in the rain, why can't I ride in the rain?" Yeah. And I and I rode from like California over to Las Vegas, and uh, in the rain. Yeah, it was one of the most harrowing things i've ever done <laughs> my my buddy um I'm one of my closest friends from the army he had a suzuki they called it a jixer a oh, gsxr very and popular his, his was a 1000 i remember those and it was like the first year they did whatever bike he had it was the first year they did whatever they did to it mm-hmm. and then he put in an automatic transmission so he didn't oh. have to shift and he put in one of those flip your plate up buttons 
Oh, neat. So if he was getting followed by cops, which happened, I guess, a lot with him, mm-hmm. he would just flip up the plate so they couldn't get a plate number from him. And, uh, you, you know, you can go 200 miles an hour and there's no cop car that can go that fast. Yeah. And so you're just gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was times, actually, he would pretend he was pulling over so the cops would slow down even more. And then uh-huh. he was just out of there. But I was following him one time. This is a quick story. I was following him from, uh, uh, we were in Fort Stewart and Savannah was about, 40 minutes away and that mm-hmm. was like the big city and uh there was a shortcut that you take through the military base to get back to the actual you know where you lived on the military base not the actual you know where all the bombs blow up and stuff right on the base the mm-hmm. can't even think the um training grounds you know mm-hmm. it's not that part like you drive through all of that to get to um the the actual town of fort stewart and right. i'm following him in in my car and uh, he, he, he'll he get ahead of me like a really long ways. And then he'll slow, like pretty much pull over and wait. Well, one of these times is he he's taken off because he's waited for me and he, he takes off in front of me. And at that exact moment, like this big, I want to say it was a raven, okay. um, a big black bird, okay? uh-huh. crow, raven, you know, just think like a like an eagle, but it was just all black, flies out perfectly in front of him to hit him in the chest. And he was, he had to have been going at that point, 70, 80 miles an hour and hits this bird and they have hollow bones, right? Like it shouldn't, it should have just kind of, it did pretty much explode on him, but he took off his, he had the same thing, the racing jacket, leather, breathable. And there was just this huge, almost like a seatbelt mark where the bird had, had hit him in the chest. Yeah. That's another weird thing I learned about, um, riding motorcycles. Like if you, like, I don't get how people don't have full face helmets and then still ride in in the rain, like even a gentle oh, the, sprinkle. That's what made me think of this is like the rain would hurt so much. It feels like little needles. Yeah. Like just just all over like if you're like you're getting a full body any skin exposed, like you're getting a full body tattoo. Sandblast. Yeah. 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 And I couldn't I was like, ouch, I don't want to do this. And then I would like and then I and then if you have the face shield down and you're going too slow. There's no windshield wiper. There's such thing as a windshield wiper. <laughs> so you have to go a little faster to get the stuff to come off. <laughs> and then if you hit like a, a puddle, and like when your car hydroplanes, it's a scary thing, but you have four wheels inside of a, a protective box with airbags. Mm-hmm. If you hydroplane on a bike, mm-hmm. it's two wheels with no protective box and no airbags. Yeah, and everything you do instinctively is the wrong thing it's the wrong thing don't do that yeah even even taking corners like i think you like lean into them but you kind Mm -hmm. of don't lean into them like Mm -hmm. it's it's weird how how bikes work i haven't done a ton on bikes but well it's kind of like as you're um so like if you're going along you got your um you got your your arms in front of you you know as if you're riding the motorcycle if you want to like go left you know what i mean you actually turn right yeah and so when you so basically, they teach you in, in schools, well, some schools, they'll just teach you like, well, just remember, if you want to go left, push left. Push left with your hand. That will turn the wheel right, but you will then lean, and the bike will then you know follow the laws of physics and go that way. And I'm like, yeah, but you can't think about it, though. You just got to feel it. You, yeah, if you think about it, you go. Because it's opposite underneath like 15 miles an hour or 5 miles an hour, right. or what, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And it actually works, you know, the opposite way. Like you actually have to turn left to go left when you're yeah. going slower. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. 
anyways, that's I don't do it anymore. So I, <laughs> I never got in a wreck, you know, knock on. Oh, this would. Uh-huh, perfect. Um, it's cause I might, I told, I told Melanie like one day we should like rent like a big old easy chair of, a. um, Oh, one of those big old, like, gold, uh, gold wings. Yeah. The, the Harley two seater, mm-hmm. pretty much a lazy boy on two wheels. Yeah. I think yeah. we, I'd love to um, rent one of those and just like cruise up the one. Are you familiar with the one highway one that just goes along the ocean, you know, really slow goes through Venice, goes through all these like really cool little ocean cities. Yeah. I would, I, I feel like that could be a really cool, um, a really cool road trip. It's kind of a bendy little road too yeah. you know kind of along the coast definitely something i would plan i would even take like a class to refresh my memories to, mm-hmm. you know oh how long does your motorcycle license last forever i can i still have it like i could go buy a motorcycle oh, i could go jump on someone's motorcycle and legally you know drive around if i wanted to i just wouldn't feel all that comfortable it would be like riding a it wouldn't be like riding a bike it's more like <laughs> riding a motorcycle yeah so, yeah um, what, what are any cool, did, did that spark any cool road trip stories from you? Any? So, so I have, I have one in mind and, and so I feel like you remember yours a little bit better than I remember a lot of mine. Um, I took a few, okay. So most of them have to do with this buddy, uh, named Jeremy Pappenfuss. Um, and, <clears throat> and our mutual friend, yours and my mutual friend, Lindy was his foster brother. And so, well, Jeremy was Lindy's foster brother, oh, right? They cool. were with Lindy's parents. Yeah. And so Jeremy was one of my best friends, um, middle school, eighth grade, I guess, all through high school. Um, at one point, he was he got into enough trouble. We were troublemakers. He got into enough trouble that he had to move to Minnesota with his mom for a little bit. And uh, he lived in Minnesota for one school year. I think it was our, it was either our sophomore or junior year, one of those. And then he came back. He dated a Mormon gal, um, but once the dad found out that she was dating a non-Mormon boy, he sent her to Salt Lake City to live with grandparents. And so we took several trips to Salt Lake City um, to go see her. Actually, with my current wife, Jeremy, and myself, we took a few trips down to Salt Lake where she would sneak out of her grandparents' house. She was sent there because she was sneaking out of her house in in belgrade montana and you know and so there's that but then also jeremy and i took a a cross-country trip with an ex-girlfriend of mine in a car she bought for me and then also jeremy and i took a trip back to minnesota right i said he he took a little trip to minnesota he had this buddy he wanted to see for a weekend and we we had the same three days off and so we took this trip to minnesota and so i'm trying to decide between all of those and i'm thinking the cross country from montana to florida and back trip Mm -hmm. um so this this gal her name was josie and my wife and i we we were high school sweethearts my current wife uh lindsay and i were high school sweethearts but we broke up and got back together a couple times Mm -hmm. on one of our breakups i dated this gal named josie and while we were dating she turned 18 and she had a life insurance policy. Her dad um, had died and left her some money. Turns out, we didn't know this at the time, you're 18, right? Just like you're talking about. When you're young, you, you're adults, you can make adult choices. And so she gets this money and uh, turns out that it was a lot of shady insurance, life insurance companies. Um, 
they think he did it. He, he committed suicide. So they think he did it knowing he was going to commit suicide. And then these insurance companies said, yeah, we're going to send you, I don't know, you know, less than a hundred grand, but a lot for an 18 year old. And when she found out that money was coming, she started um, buying stuff. And she was, what, what we didn't know is she was writing checks and did not have the money in her bank account. Hey. So she bought. Um, I'll have it later. Don't worry about it. She, so, so her and I were dating. Then we broke up. <laughs> Josie and I. She started dating one of my other friends. She bought him a vehicle. Uh, this big like uh, uh, suburban-esque type thing. Like, a, like a, you know, there's the small Broncos. The Ford Broncos, like the Bronco 2, I think. And they just remade it like that size. Yeah. But then there's a bigger one. It's, it's like that, like suburban Ford thing, ta, ta. right? Yeah. Um, she bought him that with like had a huge lift kit and like monster truck tires on it and had like the crazy paint job and lights on it. She bought him that and she bought me, it was around the time of Fast and Furious, she bought me a 1999 Honda Civic. 96, That's it was 96, a 96 Honda Civic manual transmission, two-door, just like off like Fast and Furious, right? And it was this like kind of purple color. She bought that for me. And then uh, her boyfriend, uh, his name was Logan. Um, he couldn't come on this cross-country trip where she wanted to go meet her, her grandparents that she had never met before, her dad's parents in Florida. And she had an aunt in Georgia. And my dad at the time lived in Georgia. And we could stop in Minnesota and see... Uh, somebody that my buddy Jeremy knew, right? And he's like, I'd, I'll come on a cross-country road trip with you. And we didn't ask for time off from work. We just essentially like quit our jobs without telling anybody. We get in a car because she says, like, I'll pay for everything as long as you two drive. And we're like, yeah, this sounds amazing. We're probably 19 or 20, somewhere in there. And like, it, it sounds like I'm, no, I had to have been 19. I was definitely 19. And uh, it sounds like just an amazing thing to do. Yeah. So we get in this two-door Honda Accord. We don't, pack as we should i mean maybe we each had a change of clothes neither one of us are dating the girl we're with right i had dated her previously it's kind of awkward but she we were all cool right like we were all cool and we go to minnesota we see my buddy's friend and uh the previous road trip him and i had taken there wasn't a great one um and so they were excited that we were in a car that worked and I'll, maybe someday i'll tell that story mm-hmm. And we were just there for a little short time. So we went from Montana to Minnesota. That was like a day. And then we went down and I, I saw my dad briefly um, in Georgia. And then we find out, this is again, before cell phones or anything, we're map questing all of this stuff. You know, we had printed out, um, had a huge folder of printouts, you know. And uh, we get to, I want to say it's, it's maybe Akron or eight. It starts with an A and it's just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, where her aunt is that we're supposed to see. And so we're going to, we're going to get some food in Atlanta and we, we go to, I don't know, a Hardee's or something. Right. And we go inside and she goes to use the phone, uh, pay phone. And, uh, she comes back and she's like, uh, my aunt's not home. And that was where we were planning on staying that night. And, uh, we're like, Oh, okay. Well, th- th- that's weird. And she's like, well, I didn't tell him I was coming. And so we've, you know, we've been driving for several days and we get, to like the the main one of the main reasons the next main reason is is her grandparents right in florida and uh and so uh we're like 
you know, you probably should have told them, you know, that we were coming. And she's like, yeah, you know, I just wanted to surprise them or what, you know, she had some, some reasoning or whatever. We said, well, why don't you call the grandparents? Cause we don't want this to be ruined, you know? And the grandparents, uh, didn't want to see her. And so we're in Atlanta, Georgia, but we have plans on going to Florida. And it turns out my buddy, uh, my buddy, Jeremy, um, he had a friend in Florida too. And so we were going to go to Florida anyway, even now, now we can't say at the grandparents' house, whatever. And we're late at night. We drive down to the coast of, of Georgia. We drive down to the coast of Georgia and we're going along Georgia into Florida. And there's a place called Kingston. Mm-hmm. And my buddy, Jeremy, um, I should probably give you this, this information now. Um, he didn't have a valid driver's license. Mm. Um, I can't remember why, but maybe he, it was revoked. Topical. Okay. So must be topical. Yeah. And so we're driving through this Kingston area and I'm in the back, like laid out flat, like trying to sleep in the back of the Honda. I'm a tall gentleman mm-hmm. and Josie's in the front and this, this, uh, other Honda pulls up kind of along us on the, this highway interstate and it has like the under lights and mine doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Jeremy decides that they want to race. Right. And so we're now going in the nineties somewhere and, uh, the cops have the choice of which one they want to pull over. And they chose to pull us over because I just gotten this car from Josie. We had temporary plates taped to the back but they were, it was a tinted back window. And so they couldn't even see that we had plates. And so they pulled us over just because they wanted to, to read, the, read the plates or see why we didn't have any and give a speeding ticket. And so they asked Jeremy, like, hey, can, uh, can I get your driver's license? And he's like, nope, I don't, I don't have one. They're like, okay, well, um, you're going to go to jail now. <laughs> And so we're in Kingston, Georgia, and my buddy Jeremy gets put in jail. And we drive the car to the jail. We follow the cops there, and it takes hours. And we're talking like this is this is probably one or two in the morning at this point. And, uh, and it takes hours until they finally come out and say it's going to be, you know, several hundred dollars. Another point I should probably bring up is when we were in Atlanta, the bad checks caught up to us. And mm. somebody had called and said, hey, you need to stop writing checks right now because um, everybody in Belgrade and Bozeman, Montana has realized that you wrote all these bad checks and there's a flag on it. You know, like you can't write any more checks. And now we have to bail out my buddy and try to get back across the country and mm. we don't have any funds. Um, so we, we end up calling a bunch of different people to see if they can wire transfer us money to get Jeremy out of jail. Otherwise we're going to have to wait like four days for him to have a hearing and fines and all of this stuff. And it was a couple hundred bucks and we finally got a hold of Jeremy's sister. She wires us the money. We, we get him out several hours later. We go down and meet his buddy in Florida and mainly at this point, like we should have turned around, right. And just like gone back the extra couple hundred miles to go down to Florida we were just hoping he had some cash, right? That he could give us. And then Jeremy gets the brilliant idea that he could start writing checks. And so um, from Florida all the way back to Montana, Jeremy wrote bad checks everywhere. And this is before that they could like run your check, right? Like they just took your check 
and wrote down like your driver's license and phone number. Well, he didn't have a driver's license and he would always make up an excuse as we were doing this and he'd write down the wrong phone number and just write a bad check. And he'd usually write it for over so he'd get like, in case we ran into trouble, right? Like he'd get some cash back um, in case we, and, and so um, you learn lessons, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you learn yeah. lessons. Like you probably should pack and have, have clothes. You probably have a plan. Probably know where you're staying. Probably call those people before you get there. My dad, um, when I saw him, he got the oil changed in the car. Like I think he realized like what was going down, and so he's like, "Why don't you guys come to lunch with me?" And while that's going on, let's uh, let's put the car in Jiffy Lube, get an oil change on it, and uh, you know I think he tried to set us up a little bit, um, bought us some food and stuff like that, but. Uh, it's really difficult before cell phones, before the internet, before any of that stuff to, to plan a trip. And then uh, when you run out of money to get money, mm-hmm. that's that's a difficult thing. It was it got so bad somewhere in the middle of America that we, we thought maybe we just need to stop, um, live out of the car for a week and like, like work, <laughs> like get like a week long job somewhere where we all work and, and like get money and then we could make it back um the two people apparently smarter than me on the trip did not agree that that's what we needed to do they just wanted to keep writing bad checks the whole way i didn't write any bad checks both of them ended up like going to court and paying fines and doing all this stuff from all of that yikes somehow out of all of it though i did get to keep that car whoa and um (laughs) she she like titled it in my name and because she, she, something legal happened where like, because she wrote the bad check, but it was titled in my name. Something happened because of that. I'm sure that can't happen anymore, but I got to keep it. And that's actually the, the car I took when I joined the army to do that same road trip from Montana down to Georgia. To, uh, but at that point I was a little bit more planned out. The military gives you, you know, moving allowance and yeah. you know, they, they, they make sure you're going to get there. Um, but anyway, that, that was the story I chose to tell about, about road trips was, was that one, my cross-country trip with Josie and Jeremy. That was a, that was a great story, actually. It sounded like a, um, like a song. When you see the movie, have you seen the movie Road Trip? Literally called Road Trip with um, Tom Green? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he has actually kind of a small part in it because he's, he's got to feed the snake while they're all gone on the trip. It felt very similar to that. Where where like you know we end up at like a college and at a party and you know sleeping and like the many things happen on that trip that were just very very weird. The biggest thing though was Jeremy going to jail. That was that was like the worst. And I'm sure that you could actually take me back to that same exact. As long as they haven't done any remodeling, you could take me blindfolded, sit me down in that that chair that I, I sat in for several hours hoping that somebody was going to wire us money, I would recognize it instantly. Maybe even without the blindfold on. Like, I could probably recognize the smell <laughs> <laughs> of that waiting room outside the jail. Yeah, man. That's an epic story. And her name was Josie. Josie. Oh, gosh. I still remember her last name as well, but I give her a little anonymity. Mm. Um Josie got some insurance money from her pa. He was bad. He was he was a bad dad back dealing, getting away from the law. Mm. 
So we went down to Georgia to visit her grandma writing bad checks. My friend ended up in jail. <laughs> we thought we'd have to stop for a while and get some jobs to get back home. I could tell. <laughs> See? That's good. That was good. It's just that was good. Where's the applause? That's <laughs> not the applause. I just randomly hit a button. Yeah, that was sucks. Um, I think it's got to be on the other page. Yeah. So um, that's how songs write themselves. There we go. Oh, thank there you, everybody. Go. That's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good country song. So the guy that walked in, we're we're recording in the garage again, mm-hmm. and the guy that walked in is here to fix my dryer. Whoa, that's the dryer guy. Hey. He looked important. <laughs> he did. He did. He had a, a toolbox. I'm hoping that toolbox has the right part. Yeah, if you're looking for another job or maybe to like maybe start your own business, just learn how to fix dryers and mm-hmm. refrigerators and washing machines. And you will always be busy. So we, we actually, um, at the church, we would turn down a lot of things. People would, um, you know, buy a new TV and they'd be like, hey, you want my old TV? Or they um, would bring in like old dressers and stuff. And we'd be like, listen, like you got to go give this to Salvation Army or something. Anytime someone even like, we're not even bringing it in. They were mentioning a washer or dryer. We would take it. Yeah, we'll take it. Because it would be within a week. Someone inside the church would be like, oh, my, my washer broke. We're like, oh, we got one. <laughs> like um, the old school washer and dryers. You always got, you always got to keep them mm-hmm. because way less parts and electronics and they seem to always work. And so if somebody had one that was seventies or older mm-hmm. made in the 1970s or older, we would always take it, always take it unless it was a gas dryer. Cause people don't really have gas anymore run into their dryers yeah, for the heating one. element. That's a tough one. Um, but yeah. And so, uh, yeah, if you can fix washer and dryers, you will always be in business. And dishwashers, apparently. I'm interested in, like, if I could do something cool like that, I would do, like, small engine repair. Just Like, like uh, lawnmowers? Yeah. Like Weed eaters? Just, like, sit around in a... I feel like I could get... I, I'd be really happy sitting around in, like, a um, a shop with, with, a, with another guy and just, like, fixing the day's little... little engines by you know changing their spark plugs and looking up their little manual schematics and um because i tried really small electronics and while i liked parts of that it was i don't know it would maybe it was just too small for me you know like i would i was like trying to put together this uh circuit thing you know i was like soldering things on a circuit board mm-hmm. and i'd made a mistake or something was the wrong way and like well now it's soldered i have to unsoldering something sucks it's also, it's also hard to say unsoldering unsoldering something suffering succotash it would uh would be a good name for a soup Mm, this un, well this is unsoldered soup so you don't, you don't have to worry <laughs> is that soup unsoldered mm, this yeah. ta- this tastes unsoldered i believe i ordered soldered <laughs> <laughs> um with small engine repair any kind of work on any kind of engine um kind of count me out mm-hmm. kind of count me out i'm I, yeah i'm not there's certain people that are just gifted 
right? Mm-hmm. And they, mm-hmm. when they can look at the manual and they go, oh, well, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. I honestly still kind of feel that um, my car go vroom mm-hmm. because of magic. Okay. Right? I know I need to put gas, and every once in a while, uh, about three, four times a year, I need to bring it to get the oil changed because the oil has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that helps it go vroom. And yeah. what I've heard is it, it helps add lubrication to the engine. The wizards told me. Yeah. And so <laughs> I just put the wizard juice in. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't even do that. I have somebody else put the wizard juice in. I put the gas in. Man, I think that's one of the things maybe we should look into. We got we to gotta learn like basic, mecha- oh, <laughs> basic yeah. mechanics. Man. Well, and I had like a spark plug go out one time. I had a 19... Uh, 69 Plymouth Valiant. Mm-hmm. And I was told that that was really good because it had a slant six. Mm-hmm. Um, none of that makes sense to me. Okay. Um, apparently the cylinders are slanted. Yeah, just a V6 and they, they're they slanted in a way that was gooder than the other yeah. one. <laughs> and so I had a spark plug out and they're like, it's super easy. You just get the spark plug wrench thingy. Oh yeah, and pull them out, and you got like spacing for spark plugs and all that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, listen, like this is too much for me. Well, Can I give have. you money out of my wallet mm-hmm. and the spark plug, mm-hmm. and you do it? And people are like, oh, totally, yeah, because this is super easy. And I'm like, nah. mm-hmm. okay, it, it's one of those things like sewing mm-hmm. that's just lost out of our. Yep. I mean, however, we we missed, and not everyone. There's lots of people listening that are like, "Man, I know how to do all that." I stuff. can change my own I, oil. I grew up. My uncle told me how to. My uncle forced me to change to every oiled car that he owned, plus yeah. his tractors. Yeah. Well, that wasn't us. I I know a little bit about it. I mean, I actually worked in an oil place, an oil changing place before, and um, I was terrible at it. But I understood. How I I could get from start to finish of one i was just wasn't very quick <laughs> i i hear that there's a plug mm-hmm. and there's an oil filter yep. and both those things need to be yeah um unscrewed you basically go under the car you try to f- locate said screw with mm-hmm. a little bucket underneath it you just drain screw drain drain take the filter off put new filter on put the plug back in refill. put oil in yeah it's as easy yep. as that but yeah. i mean you know it's kind of nice to have somebody else do it and then check all your other levels yeah. and junk yeah. like that they always bring me out the cabin air filter and they go hey mm-hmm. uh what you doing i drive a lot of dirt mm-hmm. roads mm-hmm. and so most of the time it's like uh it looks like a grasshopper grave mm-hmm. that they're bringing to me mm-hmm. and uh they're like we're we weren't even going to bring this out. We were just going to tell you, like, we changed it and you have to pay for this. But <laughs> it's, you know, it's policy that we show you, you yeah. know, and then, then you say, yes, we can. Yeah. And um, the last time I was, he started walking out the door and I could see what he had in his hand. I said, yep, do it. <laughs> he didn't even, like, make it to me. Uh-huh. It's like, just do it. I just tell him to throw some Coca-Cola on it, put it back in. <laughs> you, you greedy bastard. <laughs> did, you, did you listen to the, the, the Joe Rogan podcast talking about Coke? Mm, nope. The the Coca Cola. Oh, the Coke has a weird history. Uh, oh my goodness! They had this guy that did the the history. He does like environmental history mm-hmm. and impact, and so he did this study on Coke, um, and, and their environmental impact. First fun fact is you mentioned something like one point eight billion servings a day of just, Coke products. Just sugar water. It's just crazy, but. There's always this rumor, or or not even rumor, like you just everybody kind of knows. Yeah, well, Coca Cola is called that because they used to have cocaine in it. Cocaine, right? Um, true. Yep, it's true. This this historian's like, yeah, it, it had a small, small, small amount 
actually, instead of caffeine, soda started out as a small amount of Coke. All soda companies started out, instead of caffeine, being cocaine. Just in, in micro doses, you know. Yeah. And then um, it the the coca leaf is part of their secret recipe, and Coca Cola still has coca leaf in it. Yeah, Coca Cola Company is the only um, legal import of the coca leaf in the United States. And Pepsi has tried; other companies have tried. Because there's other things you can do, and it, it can actually be therapeutic. You can make uh, coca tea, apparently. If you go to foreign countries, you can get this. You can't get it here in the United States. Um, and so Peru is where they get the, the coca leaf from is mad because coke is like own, now owns like all of the farms. And the only per- people that Peru can sell to is Coca-Cola because nobody else in the United States can import it. Can you believe that? There's still a small amount of coke in our coke. That's cool. That makes sense, though, because people are like, there must be more coke, cocaine, there must be more coca, cocaina <laughs> in Diet Coke. Like, <laughs> like, think about everyone, just close your eyes and think about that person in your life that not just likes Diet Coke, mm-hmm. but they need it. Mm-hmm. Like, if they don't have it, everyone needs to stop what they're doing and focus on this problem yeah. that they don't have the Diet Coke. So we need to get them some. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've definitely known multiple people in my life like that. My mom mm-hmm. wasn't Diet Coke. It was just regular Coke. Okay. There was always um, a, a cube of, of Coca-Cola in the house. And she also had the old memorabilia everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know, know. People used to let all, lots of people still love that they stuff. They still love actually. that stuff. Yep. It's part of our culture. So even. It, you know the IGA that's still open here in town that's between the two one-ways, 25th and 26th over there? Yeah, there's also one uh, over on the by the Stein House. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's one downtown, too. Um, but there's that one uh, between 25th and 26th. There's a mm-hmm. laundromat over there. Oh, uh-huh. And that's the one we've been using when our dryer's been down. How is it? Uh, well, there was uh, some flooding, <laughs> like an inch of water in some areas in there, but the dryer works really well. Uh, while we were waiting for a couple loads, uh, to, to dry, we walked over to the, the drugstore. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it's just, you know, one of those mom and pop. Is it Snyder? That sounds about right. Snyder drug where, you know, they have like the, um, little knickknacks mm-hmm. you can get. They always have like the as yeah. seen on TV shelf, uh-huh. um, <laughs> in the back of there, they have an ice cream parlor. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. I've heard of it. Okay, I've so there's an tale. ice cream parlor back there that has Will Coxon's ice cream. Mm-hmm. Good quality. And that's like that's like the I don't is it made in Montana? I just realized like Montanans love this ice cream. I don't know. And so maybe um, something to do with maybe the the northwest of the country or maybe Montana, but they have like eight flavors back there, and you can get um, you can get shakes made. And we got we got milkshakes out of the Wilcoxon's ice cream. Wow! And it was fantastic. Uh, I think it was like three, maybe four dollars for a, a little shake. I got strawberry. My wife got cookies and cream made with real Oreos. So <clears throat> they're they're out of Vermont. Vermont. So, so, so it's basi- weird. So basically, the Wilcox's, um sales guy mm-hmm. hitting it out of the park. He, yeah, he's hitting it out of the park here in Montana. Like him and. Uh, 
The cranberry guy. Cranberry? Well, as I'm stealing someone's joke, um, Alonzo, uh, what's his name? Shoot. I heard this. Like he, he, He's like, you ever notice how many things cranberries are in? Like every every juice seems to have a cranberry version. <laughs> the cranberry sales guy's got to be hitting it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> do you like cranberries? Um, I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in juice form. I don't. And uh, got to have it in um, Thanksgiving. Oh, the the the... And it's got to be in can form. Yeah, like, the can. No. Yeah, when people try to like make it all fancy, just just so you know, I mean, if I if you've ever had me taste it and I, and I said I loved it, I did. It was good. But what I was thinking is, ah, it would have been better with the can. Just yeah, just the the glop. Yep. That that ploops out. Yeah. Ploop. Ploop is a word. Certain t- certain flavors and consistencies they just need to not be um, whatever you call that. Yeah, the, like you put it in the nice dish, but literally you just plop it out. It's in the shape of the can, and you slice it. I don't want it. We don't need it gentrified. It just it works the way that that it yeah. is. Yeah, just you leave know? it alone. Yeah. yeah, and so I guess I do like it that way. You, uh, so there's the simply made juices, mm-hmm. and they um, they make a cranberry, mm-hmm. uh, simply cranberry. Mix that with uh, Canada Dry ginger ale. Okay, and so you buy uh, a can of the ginger ale mm-hmm. and a bottle of the simply made mm-hmm. and I'll drink a little bit of both. And then you just kind of keep mixing them back and forth between the can and the soda. And you kind of have, you know, your two drinks there, but then they're nicely mixed. Mm-hmm. Do that. Okay. And then thank me. Okay. After you've done it. It's not a terrible idea. Cranberry. I like ginger ale too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. It's actually now I don't, I haven't drank soda in a long time, but if I get a craving, I usually go for the ginger ale. I'll just do whatever. Yeah. I like to, I'm all over the map. Sometimes I want something that's totally bad for me. And then sometimes I want the healthy one. And and so it's kind of like salt and vinegar chips for me. Okay. It's like, I don't want, I don't want them always, yeah. but sometimes I'm kind of like the diet Coke lady. Yeah, and I'm like, I need a salt and vinegar chip right now. Mm-hmm. I need about seven of them and I'm going to be good for another year. You know, I'm like that with certain um, TV shows. Like I don't like to watch... Uh, like professional wrestling or NASCAR <laughs> right? or any sort of sport, anything like that. Yeah. But every now and again, I feel like I need to check in to be, to, yeah. to just, you know, to know what's going on with, I mean, with most of the world. Cause, yeah. Cause most yeah. of the world does like those things. I'm, yeah. I'm the weird odd man out, but I also am not trying to be, I'm not trying to ostracize myself or live as a, you know, societal hermit. <laughs> and, you know, so I just, I check in sometimes. Like, I can't watch a whole game. But every now and again, I'll, I'll try to watch like a little, like a few minutes of a football game. Yeah. I The only reason I watch football is because I play fantasy football. Well, you got to pay attention. Yeah. And so I, I like to watch and, and see if my players are doing well. And, and so I check in. So Sundays are usually, you know, kind of, yeah, but if I wasn't doing that, I, I wouldn't watch sports. I've never been able to get into wrestling, WWE, WWF. I'll watch all that, that sometimes stuff. because oh. it, so, yeah, right? Like if you watch it and from your point of view, you're like, I don't like this. This is not my thing. Like mm-hmm. it's whatever it is, you know, you have your reasons. But then I, I'll see people that I just wouldn't expect to like it, really, really like it. Mm-hmm. And 
people that I respect, people that I think are super smart, people that, you know what I mean? And so, and so the curiosity for me is like, well, what is it that you like about it? Cause I'm not seeing anything, but you seem like so into this thing. I just want to know what it is. Maybe I don't want to do it. It's the same with NASCAR, right? Yeah. What is, what is, I can't, so like, not only can I not watch NASCAR, like even more so the more popular one, which is formula one, which is the most popular in the world or something Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. I can't watch it. Mm Mm-mm. I don't understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even look like they're going fast from my point of view. Right. Um, <laughs> I can watch Talladega Nights. That's hilarious. And it seems yeah. so... And if I could actually hear the people cussing at each other, like the drivers, mm-hmm. yeah, I, if, I might watch. Yeah, but I think everything's too loud. They, they, Even if they put like little... I'm sure they actually do have cameras in there now where you can mm-hmm. see all of that stuff. But if they had mics in there, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to hear anything anyway. Yeah, probably it's too loud. Yeah. I like also, um, oh, my favorite thing to stumble upon is like sumo wrestling. Like, <laughs> I will really watch that for like a long time. I, yeah. If I get it, because I don't know where to find this stuff. I'm not like into all of the, well, where do you go to find this stuff? Well, I don't have any of the packages, but if I f- see it, mm-hmm. <laughs> that and like motorcycle racing or motorcycle like drag racing, because I can actually see the person and I can see them go, oh crap, when yeah. they almost fall off. Yeah. Or when it just, I don't know, it just seems, I, I can be more engaged because I can actually, maybe I can put myself in their position. I can't put myself in their position as a sumo wrestler. I'm just like, I mean. This is just it's amazing. Just really interesting yeah. looking to me. I remember watching it when I was having some like super good sushi, sitting down in one of my, I had a job up in Seattle and I remember sitting down and I was having, it was a really nice place. And I was like feeling like, whoa, I'm in a kind of a cool place. Look at me go. And there's on the TV was like this, like I was mesmerized. So it's not only like this, this crazy violence, but they also like do this weird dancing and there's all this, they're throwing rice around. There's there, they have like special haircuts, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but it's just like mesmerizing to me. I understand nothing. I don't know. Who's good? I don't know when someone gets a point. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I just, it's like watching Bob Ross paint. Like, I'm not following along. I just like to hear him talk. Yeah. It's just nice that he's there talking to me about little squirrels or whatever the hell he's talking about. And so almost everything you've mentioned, I, I prefer someone to watch it and then put together little clips of the best of. Yeah, and upload it to YouTube, mm-hmm. and then I'll watch that. And like, so, like motorcycle racing, I love watching those close calls. Okay, where you know, like um, I can't remember what what you call it. Um, my buddy really got me into motorcycles, even though I never bought one. You know, mm-hmm. um, he had me following you know the top racers of the day, and he'd always give me updates on them. But when your bike gets all squirrely underneath you, oh yeah, I can't remember. He had a name for it. I can't remember what it's called, but it's called um, some people call them tank slappers. Oh, or the um, something of death. The, the oh, sh- yeah, the shake uh, of de- death, yeah, death shakes. Shake, or yeah, something. something like that. Death, I had death, it happen one death. time, and true story. That's what it feels like. You're like, oh, I'm gonna die. This is how I die. Yeah, yeah. And so when they, when they, when people like miraculously make it out of that, or yeah. you know, um, cool things of you know the cross country um, races were like. There's got to be in Europe. Maybe there are some in the United States where like everybody is in the audience, like randomly throughout like this million mile long course. Just know they're having and a then, like, and So there's some photographers running across and then the car like jumps over the photographer. You know, have you yeah. seen those or like the car yeah. crashes and hits a tree, but just somehow the, the mom and kid 
get behind the tree just in time. I love watching all that stuff. And so the same thing, like wrestling, if you pull out the little clips and funny things and um, John uh, Cena, um, <laughs> I, I watched a little bit. Uh, one of my roommates really enjoyed The Rock. And so as he started becoming a movie star, like yeah. somehow my buddy felt he was becoming a movie star by association just because he liked The Rock. <laughs> He's like, you know, the Rock, though, he's in that movie. So, you know, he just kind of do those things. It was weird. But, um, and then I had a cousin that was a semi-professional wrestler. Um, went, went to school for it. Uh, his mom would sew him the whatever fabric their, their G-strings are made out of, right? The little mm -hmm. wrestling underwears. The Lycra or something. Yeah, whatever that is. She would, like, sew him hot pink Cool. Um, wrestling undies. I'm sure you could probably find him. Uh, Tyler Stunning Dunning. Oh, I'm going to look him up. Yeah, Tyler Stunning Dunning uh, is my cousin. He's actually the one, when we go to Bozeman here pretty soon to do some podcasts, he's one of them I want to get on uh, to talk about uh, wrestling, uh, semi-pro wrestling. Uh, Kyler, Tyler Stunning Dunning. That was, that was him. And then um, he's now actually... Uh, I think he's officially been to every national park in the United States. Um, and so he's just done some cool things. It'd be cool to hear some of those stories from him. Yeah, cool. There might be more than one Tyler Dunning as I'm seeing here. So who knows? I'll yeah. see if I can find something later. Yeah, oh, that's him. Oh, that's, that's him right there. He's that one right there is him. My goodness, he's stunning. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> he's a good looking dude. Um, and so anyway, uh, we said we wanted to keep this podcast around an hour. Yeah, man. And we're hit. An hour and one minute right now. Yeah, we want to see if we can hit that um, comedian. Yeah, we're going to go see the, the comedian. I can't remember his name now. Uh, something very... Jeff? No. I looked him up. He's actually yeah. pretty good. He does crowd work. Yeah, I, I, I looked him up as well. And I was like, man, that seems like this shouldn't be in Great Falls. And I definitely should have known about it. Uh, so yeah, we're going to go see the comedian tonight. And I'm hoping that, like, maybe, like, post-show, I can be like, hey, what time are you leaving tomorrow? Mm -hmm. You know? We'll try to get him on. Yeah, and see if uh, if he's going to be around around town. Maybe we can we can sneak him on. Um, I got I got a little bit of hunting coming up, too, so we got to plan one more podcast before you get out of town. Cool. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate all of you. We hope you have taken this road trip with us. Um, if you've got a cool road trip, Tell a friend about it. <laughs> yeah. Or if you got like a um, the ultimate road trip playlist, can you like share that with us? Because like I kind of want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you are looking for playlist, Volta came out with some. Did you see that? I did. I was yeah. so proud. Yeah. They have uh, six playlists now. And it's, it's weird to find it on Spotify, but you have to do VA backslash, backslash, backslash. Um, and then one of them is like 90s baby. Yeah, that's the one you we know, listened to today. And, and I, uh, yeah, I was just listening to that one today too. <laughs> I just wanted to see what was on it. That's good. Um, actually, in the car with my wife, and we went to we went to Five Guys. You've been to Five Guys since it's coming to town? Not yet. Is it good? Um, I've been before, and mm -hmm. so uh, when you order a burger at Five Guys, so it'll say like their menu is very simple. You're, you're kind of just getting a burger. They they have other things, but kind of getting a burger. So hamburger, cheeseburger, bacon cheeseburger bacon hamburger right like, like that's kind of the options and then you can get a little well all a little means is that you're getting one patty instead of two 
Okay. So if you just order a cheeseburger, you're getting a double cheeseburger. But for some reason, they don't call it a double. And then they say, what do you want on it? And I always just say, put it all on there. Like mayonnaise, lettuce, grilled onions, mushrooms, like like everything. Anything you can give yeah, me. Just put it all on there. Um, and then, so this is, this is kind of a, what is it? Life hack. Life hack for going to Five Guys. If you want a smaller one, you got to get the little. Don't think little though. It's it's plenty of a burger, mm-hmm. um, and and don't feel less manly by ordering the little burger. Uh, I don't. I order the double because <laughs> I like burgers. Cool. <laughs> and then um, if you like, let's say you're going with your wife, mm-hmm. order one small fry. Okay. Even if you're both like, no, we're super hungry. One small fry. Okay. Because what the way they do it is, it's this little cup. They fill the cup with fries. They put your burger, your burgers, in the bag, and then they just take a big old scoop of fries and dump it in the bag. Bag fries. And so you have more bag fries than you actually have, like in the small fry. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's pretty good. And it's a place where you can, like, you know, there's the places like the Texas Roadhouse where you can eat the peanuts while you're you're waiting and put the shells on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have a peanut allergy, do not go to Five Guys. Oh, okay. They cook with peanut oil, and there's peanut shells all over the floor. <laughs> so do not go in there. Yeah, cool, man. I might order that little one. Like, I'm not afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid. They could have one that was called, like, um, the little girly man burger that hopes people aren't judging him, and he's got his... Um, got to ask his wife or girlfriend for permission to do whatever... Um, burger. You'd order that while wearing a unicorn bunny yeah. pink t-shirt. I'd, I'd yell that out yeah. loud and proud. Yeah, I have no problem ordering the little burger if I'm not hungry, but <laughs> man, I i don't know what's happened since starting going to the gym, but I can eat. Okay. I can eat. And I'm not i am not putting on weight. Your, so Your body needs more calories. Yeah, it just needs more calories. Um, Alright, well we appreciate all of you. Road trip, man. Do it. And uh, Look forward to uh, well this next Tuesday when that that podcast comes out. We're going to record that in the next day or two, mm-hmm. and then after that, uh, we'll get to hear about Joe's trip and how that all went. Um, maybe something interesting happens on this road trip. You know, maybe yep. he 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 rides it decides last minute to ride a motorcycle. <sighs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm going to probably try to hit up some barbecue joints and uh, maybe catch some live music if I can. Okay. Find some. In the back of your mind, just always remember, I got to bring Brian a present home. Right. Let's keep that in mind while you're down there. <laughs> so, just don't want to forget. Yeah, don't want to forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's been a great episode. I've been Brian. I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see, see you next show. show.